Welcome to The Aldridges, a podcast with Dan and Harriet. Follow what they get up to in business, travel, fitness and family life, and all the fun they have along the way. They don't take life too seriously, but are serious about living their best life. Join them for regular updates on it all, and don't forget to subscribe for weekly uploads of The Aldridges. Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Series 2, Episode 2, and I feel like we cannot begin this podcast without a huge apology, because this episode is massively overdue. I think the last one we did was like seven weeks ago, Um, and we promised you we were going to bring you a new episode every week, and we just haven't, have we? Why do you think that is? Parenting life. (laughs) Parenting life, but we've had um, an overwhelming demand of messages and emails um, on our Instagram from, <laughs> from all four of our fans <laughs> to bring back another episode. So here we are for those of you who have um, bombarded us with all the demand. Then oh, no. Are. Do you know what? I'm grateful for them because it's given us that little reminder that like, oh, we should get back to it. And people do care. Um, I think it's just been like, I, I do feel that you have to be in a good headspace to do a podcast. You can't really do it when you're not. And it's finding that motivation, like if we have got a spare second, if she is sleeping, then we've got a million and one other things to do, haven't we? Well, as we speak, we're watching her on the baby monitor and she is rolling around in a next to me crib with her eyes wide open, which means Ooh, we might is... not even have a spare minute to do this episode. This is dangerous territory, but I reckon we can do it. And worse, because I think we could bring her in. I think she's... She looked at the camera then. Oh, God. Oh, she spat a dummy out. <laughs> oh, God. See, guys? The other thing is that we have to... Because we do this podcast together, we have to, like, be in a good mood. We have to be getting on. And some days we just don't get on, do we? What, me and you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. We don't... We're like, I find... It's mainly... You're the reason why we haven't been doing the podcast. You're why? Not, you're never in the mood for it. No, I'm, I'm normally in the mood buzzing. with you. I'm always buzzing for this. Yeah, I'm I'm buzzing when we do it and I enjoy it, but you, you know, sometimes if I'm not in a good mood with you, I can't vibe with you on a podcast if you've, like, peed me off. So that's really your fault. Okay, so it's my fault, everyone. <laughs> it's my fault why we haven't been here. But we thought we would bring this episode to you and we would call it the first 10 weeks of parenting, um, telling you how it's been and I guess what we've learned and any advice that we have for parents to be. So I think it'll be quite an interesting episode. Um, she is currently stirring, but we're going to pretend that she's not. So, Dan, how do you feel now versus how you felt after, like, the first two, three weeks? Mm, I feel like a lot's changed. I feel almost back to normal in terms of, like, my energy levels and productivity levels um, as far as it can be. Um, But the first few weeks for me were literally the biggest shock to my system I've ever had in my entire life Mm. and I was literally walking around like a zombie even like people friends and family could see in my eyes that I wasn't right yeah (laughs) Uh, we did a barbecue at ours and loads of people said to me like yeah I could tell you a knackered at a barbecue but I was trying to put a brave face on and trying to have a good day but deep down I was dying inside of tiredness yeah um but now now I I do feel like I've got into a stride of it, I've got more confidence, I've got we got into a rhythm, we got into routine. Mm-hmm. And um it's not a case of and this is a cheesy quote, but it's not a case of 
it gets easier. It's just you do get better. Like I'm now used to waking up in the middle of the night. I'm now used to, um, you know, just doing all the, the things that I have to do. Whereas before it was just do nothing but us in the business, you know. Yeah. So now it's added this whole new extra thing into our life um, of which I've now adjusted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the first few weeks was massively survival mode and a bit of a blur. Like when I look back on it, it does feel like a blur. Um, and I I feel like this is kind of going to go into our next kind of point of advice for parents to be. I feel like if someone had just told us, like, by the way, the first probably four weeks are hellish like really and that's not to say <laughs> there's there no words to describe it it's not there. to say there aren't moments of joy and it doesn't mean you don't love your baby it doesn't mean that you're not happy and grateful and all those things but it is survival mode you will do whatever you have to do including as i think i think we did mention this on the last episode getting in the car at two in the morning and driving around just to get her to sleep or rocking her in your arms like when standing up when all you want to do is sleep yourself like yeah, it's it's tough. But now I feel like whew, whole new person. Like yeah. like you said, really confident. Yeah, for any new parents out there, um just consider that the first three to four weeks of like having the baby is a write off. Like just do nothing but raise the baby. Yeah. I think well, my piece of advice that I was gonna say, um, is that I think like don't do too much too soon because when I look back, when we held that barbecue, we had how many people? Like 20, yeah. 20 something people here. And whilst people did chip in and help and all that, like ultimately, you know, when everyone left, we had to clear up and all that. Like it was way too soon. Yeah. Like when I look back, it was just, I, I think, what were we thinking? I know. We shouldn't have done it. I know, but we like, we like to try. Yeah, and we like hosting things and we like having get-togethers and obviously we wanted everyone to meet the baby properly, but... Yeah, I think don't try and do too much too soon and, like, just communicate with your partner. I know that I felt really overwhelmed at one point when we had loads of visitors over. Everyone left and I just cried. Because <laughs> I also felt like... Um, I spoke about this on my Instagram, but I felt as though um, I was passing my baby round all day to everybody, which is fine. But then, I, even though I was there and I was present, I felt like I missed her. And, it, you know... it. I don't know that you have so many emotions rushing through your body, especially as like the mum. I think it things like that can be really hard, and things that you don't expect to be hard can feel difficult. So I think you just have to go at your own pace. I also think it's it's a bad thing that we've taken so long to record this episode, but it's also a good thing to catch it whilst we still got the memories, especially with this podcast. Is that the first three weeks were super hard, but we already do sort of forget them. Yeah. You forget how hard it was. So I think it's good for us to record this because when I speak to other parents who've had kids, they obviously say, oh, it's great, you'll love it. It's the best thing that ever happened to you. But that's because they've forgotten their first three yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's true. So this it's is like labour pain. Yeah, this is a um, a good podcast people to listen to so that you can get, hopefully, weekly or, or yeah. stage-by-stage updates yeah. of what to expect. So, um, yeah, this will be a realistic point of view from from our opinion of of what it's like yeah no I 100% agree so what is one thing that you know now especially as like a complete beginner that you wish you knew then Hmm. what in the first three weeks yeah what would you like um I do feel the like the power of a one good night's sleep can sort you out so yeah 
when it was the first three weeks and I was literally like a zombie, when we did have that first full night, I felt okay again. So just know that the feeling of temporary of sleepiness isn't forever. It's not permanent. It's temporary. It's actually toughened me up a little bit in life, in terms of like, just crack on even if you are tired. It's only, it's only tiredness. It's not going to kill you. Um, so it's actually made me a bit of a stronger person because I've been through this experience. Um, but the, yeah, tiredness won't kill you. Is what I um is what I have learned, but also there's so many things in terms of like holding, I, I, I could have an hour, hour long podcast and what I've learned, how <laughs> holding a baby, changing a baby, feeding a baby, um, putting her down, you know, talking to her, playing with her. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible, but it's just, I don't know, it's just been an amazing experience. Yeah. It's mad how like, before you know if you had an hour free you you could easily waste that hour just scrolling on instagram and watching netflix and now the things we get done in an hour is like unreal because we know that how precious our time is um like even today we're like right i'll put it down for a nap we'll do the podcast and it's kind of you have to just forward plan a little bit more and but like yeah once because the thing is she's got to get used to the world we're learning her, she's learning us. There's, the first few weeks are going to be a whirlwind. I think even if you've got three, four, five kids, the next child you have, it's you still go. You must still go through that process because it's a new child. Yeah, and every child's different. Um, but also, one thing that someone said to me that really stuck with me was Oakley was used to being in your womb for nine months and they're getting used to what it feels like to have wind on their face cold hot temperatures yeah. it's all a moving environment now so of course she's going to be a little bit uneasy and cry and um not happy for a few weeks because she's trying to adjust to the real world yeah and before she's been in this most perfect little womb-like environment um so that if your baby is crying and you don't know why it's just she's adjusting yeah yeah i agree um well it's definitely been a whirlwind but we've already like not we're definitely not planning the next baby but we have had that conversation haven't we of like how long are we gonna wait and what's the perfect age gap so we would love to hear your feedback on what you think is maybe the perfect age gap between siblings um you you're very much the mindset of crack on and bang them out aren't you yeah just because then they can wake up um grow up as friends Whereas I'm a bit more realistic and also it's my my body that's got to go through it again. Yeah, I'm not saying now. No, 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 I know. But yeah, I think there's pros and cons. I mean, we've talked about two-year age gap, three-year age gap. But I think, I don't know, from what I have gathered from speaking to friends, the three-year age gap does seem to be more favourable because at least you then don't have two in nappies, two on milk. Just do two and a half as a compromise. <laughs> right okay well anyway guys don't you worry we are not we're definitely not at that point of uh thinking about having another one but you actually since having a daughter someone who probably thought they'd always want to have a little boy you'd be more than happy now if we had two girls wouldn't you yeah she's great why like why do you think that is what what's changed to know we just think think boy or girl she, like oakley's such a great personality and i can just I, I like being a dad to a daughter and yeah. it's almost like a good friendship. Yeah. So if, if I have another girl, it'd be great if I have another boy. So it's a win-win for me. It doesn't matter, does no. it? I, I'd be happy either I'd actually way. be kind of scared if you have a boy. Yeah. So when I used to a girl. Yeah. How funny. I know. 
I know. It's also so hilarious how, like, our conversations nowadays are about poo and sleep and just anything baby-related. Like, it's, it is wild, like, that that's what we talk about now. But let's talk about her sleep, actually. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like we're in a good routine. I feel like we're in a good position to give, to share some of the things we've learned. Yeah, so I think the most important thing is to like we've just done a minute ago, is um, define the difference between day and night so that she knows that if, with her nighttime routine um, that sh- she's going to go for a long sleep now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's important that she she must know that when we're we're in bed, she can probably hear friends being played. Like She probably can get into the routine of us watching her episode <laughs> of Friends, going to sleep. Um, she knows, right, it's night time now. And then in the night, when she does wake or stir, we sort of will prick an ear up but won't get up unless we know it's she's in a proper distressed situation because yeah. a lot of the time it's just having a little like us we we fidget in our sleep and we roll over and we get comfortable and sometimes you know she wants a dummy but it's not a big deal so i think with sleep you just need to um you need to try and control the baby rather than letting the baby control you which is really really hard Mm. but once the baby knows sort of who's in control um she will sort of i can't speak today she will sort of just (laughs) adjust to you yeah well i think there's a few things you said like differentiating from day and night so like when she has a nap in the day generally we do keep the curtains open and we keep it bright and we don't like whisper or tiptoe around her although right now we have put her in the dark but that's just because we need her to have a good sleep like we need to have a, a long one yeah we need her to have a longer sleep now she always has a longer sleep in the morning and then she has like shorter naps throughout the day um but yeah we do normally let her nap and we've started to put her in her next me bed because we kind of in the first few weeks were like not that there's anything wrong with this and I cherished every minute, but she was falling asleep on my chest or she'd fall asleep in her rockaroo or whatever. And then she was just kind of getting very broken sleep. Whereas now we like go and put her up to bed. And I think that's worked for us as well for our productivity because she's then in her bed. She's fine. We've got the monitor and then we just crack on with stuff. Don't we get stuff done? Um, also things like, you know, at the moment she's sleeping in a grow bag with her arms swaddled, but the first couple of weeks she didn't like it, but I wish I'd persisted because when I say she didn't like it, she just used to wriggle a lot, but she still wriggles now. But actually the minute you do the zip up, her eyes do close, don't yeah, they? Yeah, because it's a sense of security being, yeah. being in a, like a womb-like structure. Yeah, so that, that has definitely worked. I also think because we've nailed her feeding routine... Um, I say nailed, it's still a work in progress, but we've always had a routine pretty much. She's either gone, she's always gone three to four hours um, feeding, which means her sleep is regular as well. And I do think the two must impact each other. So yeah, she um, she is sleeping well. She has been sleeping through the night, but the last two nights she hasn't, has she? No. She's still only woken once. And even though she does, it's 20 minutes at 3am. It's fine. Yeah. Does it really... She has a bottle, we change her bum and she goes straight back down. So I don't I don't think it's really a problem. Um and she's still only ten weeks, so and the funny thing is like as a, a lot of mums will know listening to this, like just as you get them in one routine, they go through some sort of regression or growth spurt and things can change again. So we're just sort of going with it. But like you said, when 
when before she would wake and she'd fidget or like make a little noise we'd like jump out of bed wouldn't we in the first few weeks yeah and we're like get a bottle we didn't even know we didn't even know if that's what she needed we're like okay you go make a bottle i'll change your bum and it was like now i like i think last night i heard her sort of stir and i thought i'll wait and see if it turns into anything she made like a few little noises so i just got up saw she had a dummy out and put it back in and that was it yeah straight back to sleep so I think it's, you just learn as you go what her little signals are and what she needs and you also just stop stressing. Do you remember when she used to cry? Yeah, I haven't had her cry properly in ages. No, but when, but she would cry and we would like rush, be like, yeah. oh my God. Run, run there. Run around the house. Yeah. <laughs> now we're like, all right, we're yeah. coming. Like, yeah. obviously we don't leave her screaming, but we're just much more chilled. And I think it must be rubbing off on her, so... Yeah, that's that's her little sleep update. I'm sure things will change as time goes on. Um, but it's definitely making us better human beings when we're being nicer to each other, aren't we? Like, getting a good chunk of sleep. Yeah, definitely. So, what has been, in the last 10 weeks, what would you say has been a low moment for you? When, when you think back on it all, what's you like? Oh, God, that was a low moment. don't know, really. I, I think, the for me, I, I, lo- I used to... You know, get go to bed at eleven oh one p.m. every single night and wake up at six or six thirty every single day and get a literally a religious solid seven to eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. So it's a it's a running joke in our family. That yeah, everyone's ev- like, oh, Dan's going to shut down. Oh, Dan's got to go now. It's eleven. Dan will fall asleep otherwise. It's it's literally <laughs> a running joke. Um. So for me, one of my lowest moments is just the nighttime feeds where. I'm just sat there and she's in my arms and she's not even drinking it. She's she's so sleepy herself, she's not even drinking the bottle. And I'm thinking, oh, you need to drink all this bottle. Obviously, you won't get a full feed. And it's just little moments like that, like, oh, I'm so tired. And I've I've almost had to sort of stop myself from falling asleep whilst feeding Oakley. Um, so I haven't had a proper low moment, but there are... There... I think you're forgetting. <laughs> I think you're just forgetting a few low moments. Don't what, you think? Like, like driving around the car at 2am. We did it once. Um, The time that you said she had to go to my mum's. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was there was a time where we just thought, oh my God, we need sleep. Like, we, we just hadn't been functioning for such a long time. I think when you're operating on such little sleep, and we are talking, what, you think we're getting a maximum of like an hour and a half a day, maybe? No, it would be more than that. It's broken. Are you mad in those first couple of weeks? It'll be broken. It'll be it'll be like three or four. Oh, in little dribs and drabs. There, I'd sleep throughout the day as well. There were times where I went downstairs with her and I did not sleep. And I was awake till 5.30 and then I thought this is a reasonable time to ask Dan to take over. Yeah. So there were definitely nights where I pulled an all-nighter with her. Because yeah. she was, you know, she only wanted to be in our arms and stuff. So I guess... I but guess, we just didn't know what we are doing. No. If we had someone with us who was experienced, they would have said, do this, do that, but we didn't know. No. And I'd, and we've been really lucky because, like, you know, my mum and sister have come and sat with her for a couple of hours or they've come over and taken her for a walk so that we could get stuff done. Or remember that day my sister came and took her for, like, four or five hours and we just slept. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See? It's those yeah, of stuff you, like you just forget. And uh, we, I remember we slept at, like, one in the afternoon till like, 5pm, then we went and got her. And... Yeah, mad. But we needed it, didn't we? Yeah. I, so I, I do think my advice on that would be just accept help because you aren't, like, supersonic. And you're not a failure if you need help. 
Um, what's been your high moment? Just the first smiles. Mm. The first time you, you realised that she was smiling because she was happy to see you. And then every single day, multiple, multiple times, she just does the same thing. So it's just one of those confirmations that she's a happy girl. And that's all I want is obviously you want your baby to be happy. So like I know for a fact that when we go and pick her up after this, um, she'll smile. Yeah. And it, it, it's for me, it's all about the smile. And I can't wait for her to say her first word then, you know. Yeah onwards and upwards from there but I think the smile was the first indication of she's happy yeah and she's responding yeah I think mine was that day that she stuck her tongue out we've got this amazing video if you guys haven't already seen it I did put it on my Instagram where she like poked her tongue out and I laughed at her and then it was like she she knew it was funny she knew it was funny so she did it again and again and every time she poked her tongue out I would I would like poke it and um it was it was just like thirty seconds of pure like happiness. It was and we were just laughing our heads off, weren't we? But I think that's what it is, like you said, it's it's acknowledging like that she's responding to us. Whereas the first few weeks, obviously their eyesight isn't that good. Like we're a blur to them, they only see in black and white, they can only see things from certain distances. And the older she's get getting, obviously she can see us now and she's more responsive and it's just, yeah, that, that feeling we get when we both go and stand over her crib in the morning and she smiles at us is, like, the best and thing And it's ever. just going to get better because one yeah. day we're going to be like, don't want to smile, we want you to say, love you, you know? Yeah. So, um... Yeah, that's true. Onwards and upwards. She has started doing this thing where, like, when I give her a kiss, she, like, opens her mouth and she, like, smiles after. And, like, that's really cute as yeah. well. But it, it makes it all worth it 100%. And it does get easier and all struggles are temporary. So we just have to keep telling ourselves that as we go through different different challenges that I'm sure are going to come. Yeah, it's bit, I, I definitely think, well, I hope we've been through the hardest part. I know there's going to be teething and changes mm-hmm. of routine and changes of pattern, but we're, we've hardened to that now. So when it does happen, we'll be like, let's just soldier on through. Well, do you know what you say this, but I've seen like reels and stuff where people have like said that when you thought the newborn stage was the hardest and then you got people like laughing like sarcastically because apparently. Yeah, but I can handle it now. I can handle getting up in the night. I couldn't before. I think the toddler, I know that I remember from my nephews, the sort of 18 month to two and a half stage is pretty hard because they're like, they're not maybe talking properly, they're you know like they're learning to walk they're learning to be potty trained it's quite a transitional stage yeah i think that's going to be hard because you you just have to watch her like a hawk she's going to be into everything but i mean if we're getting a good night's sleep then anything's possible yeah <laughs> we hope anyway we hope you enjoyed our uh, our top tips and our you know our personal experiences of parenthood we are still very much learning every single day um, and we're going to bring you more and more, um, not just of parenting life, but of everything that we're up to. Um, but before we go into our famous friends quiz, we have got some exciting news to share that we have booked our first holiday. Oh, okay. Great. We haven't told him. You haven't told me either that we're going to say that on the podcast. No. Okay. No, just remembered. Okay. So yeah, we go into November, or going to Tenerife in November. Yeah. Um, and we're taking Harriet's, uh, parents with mm-hmm. us and, uh. Yeah, it's gonna be great because we're gonna. It's gonna be like a train, a training holiday of yeah. what to do, but with some helping hands if we need it. So it's gonna yeah. be our first. It's like an introduction to holidays with with a baby, and then this one will give us the confidence to then 
crack on as normal in the future. So yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting and I'm very grateful that they come in. Yeah, me too. And her passport arrived the other day and it's so funny because A, she looks like a convict and B, she looks like a floating head because she's wearing, she was wearing white. Oh, right. <laughs> so she literally looks like a floating head. And it's it's wild that they keep that passport for five years. Can you believe how different she can look when she's five? She'll laugh at it when she's easier. Oh, my God. It, it's, it shouldn't even be allowed. In fact, I think that you shouldn't have to pay for baby's passports because you have to pay, like, £45, £50, and they keep it for five years when they clearly don't... Like, you could be taking any child on holiday yeah. with you, let's be honest. Yeah. You could argue it. I don't like myself as a baby, do I? Well, of course not. Well, not now, obviously, <laughs> but... But when I was a five-year-old... Even when you're two, you probably don't look like your baby photos. Yeah. It's so silly. I think it should be like, if you're getting a baby one, it should be free. And then maybe from five up, you start paying for them. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, we're very excited about that. So, of course, we'll keep you updated. Um, but it's that time of the podcast. Can where... you sing? You want me to sing? Yeah. Why, well, you like tired to so You're not functioning, are I you? No, I'm not, I'm not really... you just come on this podcast and told everyone how much better you're doing. Right, you go. I'm, I'm scared I've forgotten the words. We'll make them up. Nah, it's obvious. Ah! Okay. So you think you are the number one friend's fan. But do you know the answers from your husband, Dan? Woo! Okay, like, I've realised now what parent life has done to me. What? I used to enjoy singing this and now I can't be bothered. Oh, Dan. <laughs> Don't, the listeners will be so disappointed. <laughs> That's what. That's my conclusion of parent life. You, you I've just realised I don't have the energy I used to. Okay. But I'm still good. You're an old man. I'm an old man. Yeah. Okay. Right, hit, are you ready for hit this? Hit me with your questions. So question one is from series three. Okay. What does Janice choke on while she is hyperventilating into a paper A receipt. Bag? Yeah. Yes. Question six. Ross left the tooth whitening gel on for how much longer than it said to? Uh, a day. Yeah. <laughs> Series two. What does Ross say when Joey asks him, isn't that how a tailor measures pants? Yes, yes it is. In prison. Correct. Oh, this is fantastic. Do you have to say it in the accent? Yeah, I do. I? I have to say it as I hear it in Series my head. Series ten. What does Chandler say when Monica wishes, why couldn't I have been a reverend? You're part Jewish or you're Jew because you're Jewish. Yeah, you're Jewish. Yes. Wow, four out of four. Yeah, come on, I'm going to make it five. All right, series eight, last question. When Phoebe helps Chandler prepare for his job interview, what does Chandler say when she comments on how unusual the name Bing is? Ah, you should be my Uncle Bada. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Wow. I haven't done five out of five in so long. Yeah, I don't think you've ever done it. I have. I have. I don't think you have. No, I have. You can go and listen to previous episodes, no, Daniel thanks. Aldridge. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, guys. We are going to be bringing you more episodes. We're going to, we've got some fun topics in mind, so keep an eye on our Instagrams because we'll be asking for your questions and your feedback. And, yeah, thanks for all four of you that requested this podcast. We will promise to see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to The Aldridges, a podcast with Dan and Harriet. Follow what they get up to in business, travel, fitness and family life and all the fun they have along the way. They don't take life too seriously but are serious about living their best life. 
Join them for regular updates on it all. And don't forget to subscribe for weekly uploads of The Aldridges.